welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am just super excited to bring you another episode today. This one is Entrepreneurship with Dr. Una. If you haven't heard of Dr. Una yet, mm, you need to. All right, well, let's get into this conversation and then stick around afterwards for the kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, my newest friend and colleague, Dr. Neka Una Chuku. Woo! I got it. You got it. <laughs> Dr. Thank Una, tell everybody about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. I am excited. I've followed you for a while and watched you podcast and coaching and all of that stuff, which is a little non-traditional for physicians. Um, so to see other people do it is inspiring because so many others do want to do it. But um, I'm a pediatrician by training, and I have been married for almost 14 years at this point, and I have four amazing kids. We live in Atlanta or Hotlanta, as I like mm -hmm. to call it. <laughs> I started off as an employed physician and through very interesting circumstances started my own practice 15 months later I was not an entrepreneur so that was a very interesting experience I went to the school of really hard knocks hard knocks very hard knocks and but after a few years I quote-unquote figured it out and then realized that you know entrepreneurship is like medicine you don't know it but you can learn it and that's what launched me into the second phase of my career where I now coach physicians and help them to build thriving businesses because we can. Girl, you are the doctor entrepreneur coach. I love, I was telling you earlier, and I'm going to say it for our listeners, we've been like gyrating around each other and we haven't bumped yet. <laughs> I think the world of you. Oh, but yeah, you make it easy though. You're, you're a rock star. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. You know. It's when I decided to let my crazy hang out that it got a lot more fun and a lot more easy. I, I like that you say that because I think we spend a long time trying to hide who we are, what we like, what our passions are, what we truly want to do. And I think everybody gets to, not everybody, but people get to that point where they're like, you know what, I'm just going to be me and that's going to have to be good enough for everybody or, you know take the other direction. <laughs> well, let's get into your word. Let's talk about entrepreneurship. I mean, as two female physician entrepreneurs, gosh, it like makes us tingle in the morning when we talk about it. So, so tell me a little bit more why you picked your word and how that's integrated into your journey. I picked that word because I, as a physician, I think that was my biggest handicap. And I find for most physicians, it's a handicap. And I'm going to use an MBA analogy to kind of paint a picture of what I mean. So when a player gets into the MBA, they don't say I've arrived. They know that's the beginning of a journey, right? They know I'm going to need to build my personal brand if I'm going to get endorsements and all of that stuff. Um, I'm going to need to start thinking about how I'm going to invest money, invest in other startups, maybe start a restaurant, maybe do all those other things. So it, they don't get into the MBA and stop. So in the first phase of their career, what they're really doing is establishing themselves as a really good player 
knowing that they're going to leverage that and turn that into a business or opportunities or endorsements or money or whatever. Um, so they're, they're playing to prove themselves. And once they're done with that phase, then some of them are even making the same amount as they make playing from endorsements, from other investments, and, you know, and things like that. And some of them that are smart enough, by the time they're in their 50s and 60s, they've retired because they've done enough investments in real estate and, and stocks and startups that their money's working for them. And they're just literally done. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a doctor, what we typically do is we show up in our version of the MBA. So we're now attendings and we say we've arrived. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're not building personal brands per se. We're not building businesses. We're like, we're just going to do a really good job and we're going to take care of our patients, which makes me feel like, well, that's one part of your career, but you still have this other part where your personal brand or professional brand is working for you. And you have all these other investments you can be doing. So if you can't figure out business, you can't do that. So it's almost like I have a really great career, but I need a business system to take it to the next level. Um, And I think that's where we struggle. And I've spoken to a lot of physicians. I haven't done a study yet, but a lot of physicians are introverts, which, you know, makes it worse because introverts, entrepreneurship, eh, don't go together too well if you hang on to that as a crutch. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I can't do this because I'm an introvert. And um, so they want to do a lot of things, but they can't because they're like, I just can't figure this business thing out. To which I say, listen, you know how to, depending on your specialty, you know how to do a spinal tap on a newborn and not touch their spine. Some of you are literally doing heart transplants, replacing joints. If you can do that, you can figure out business. It's a learnable skill. You just have to realize I haven't arrived. I need to learn some new stuff and you can absolutely do it. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree with that. I have so many people that come to me for podcasting and I'm like, shoot, if you can deliver a baby, if you can IND an abscess, if you can talk a crazy person off of the ledge, you can podcast. It is nothing. Like you said, absolutely true. You know, I find besides that a lot of physicians are introverts. Um, uh, so many of us are perfectionists and actually yes. perfectionism can feed into procrastination because if we can't do it 110%, I don't even want to start. So I really help people key into that. And I hope that others see that too, that your procrastination is not a negative thing. It's a byproduct of you being such a perfectionist and such an expert that that's what traps you. And if you go into it with a beginner's mindset and say, I'm probably going to fuck this up and it's probably going to be C minus work, but that's okay. That'll move you past that procrastination and that like paralysis analysis. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, again, you're absolutely right. That's, that's a big issue we have. And I tell my doctor clients, I'm like, listen, as a physician, please be a perfectionist, okay? I don't want you to do brain surgery and bring your C game. So, so be a perfectionist all you want. But when you come to business, I'll take a B, right? And absolutely. If, you, if you think about it, what if the um, Apple, what if Apple waited to have a perfect iPhone before putting it in the marketplace. They don't do that. They come out with a version that's good enough. They throw it out. We say, ha, ah, we would like a bigger camera. The next year, they give you a new version. With your and then they camera. give you the fixes when yeah. stuff doesn't work. Exactly. 
and they bring out another one and you say, oh, this will be great. And they give you another one. So what you do is you put out your best effort and then you tweak and just keep making it better and better. That way you keep going. But perfectionism and entrepreneurship just don't go together. And that's why I tell people to get them out of their head because that's so much what where perfectionism lives is saying in this moment, this is the best that I can do. I'm not going to say, oh, I'll do better in the future or I should have, could have, would have in the past. In this moment, this is the best I can do, jump. And just see where it gets. That's one thing I'm doing right now in my Dr. Me First Mastermind is each month we do a badass challenge. And what that is, that's a little push to be like, what is something that you need to do in your life that, that's gonna stretch you? That you're, when you walk away from it, you're gonna say, mm, that was a little badass. I'll tell you, the first month of my mastermind, I gotta brag on these women. They were calling CEOs. They were applying to CMO positions. They Love were it. having hard meetings with people that they work with. And, I, and it was because they all finally got to a place to say, I'm just doing it. That's what being a badass is. It's just trying. It's not evidently knowing that you're going to you know, succeed. It's, it's also saying you're probably not going to fail. Cause what I told them, I'm like, what's the worst case scenario? You end up in the situation that you're in now, even though you apply for a job that may be a stretch job. And so I think if we could all do that, and I even see that in myself, sometimes I get a little complacent. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I got a podcast. I got this going, but we have to keep stretching for like, what's that next like little push and it doesn't have to be perfect, like you said, but like, what's that little push? And I think that is the key to successful entrepreneurship is that little push. It doesn't have to be huge leaps. It doesn't have to be millions of dollars of investment, but it, it, it is that like that continual, how can I tweak this? How can I make it a little better? What am I seeing that the market needs that I could fulfill? So I, I thought I, I liked you, but I, now I really, really, really like you. We're still sisters. Oh my goodness. That is so, that is so awesome because what you're doing is you're just giving people an environment and the accountability to take action. And action is literally where the rubber meets the road. And what will end up happening to the people in your mastermind is they're like, wait, I didn't know I could do this stuff. But because they're in that space, in spite of the fear and the hangups and the imposter syndrome and all that, they're just doing it because you're not you're not even literally asking them to change their mind or whatever. You're just like, just go do it. And as they do it, then their mind changes. Well, I think it helps to remind us, like, we can do, we do hard things. We've done hard things and we can continue to do hard things, maybe in a realm that we didn't think was possible. Because like you said, like in the doctoring thing, um, how current healthcare is set up is like you kind of reach the top of the mountain when you get out as a physician. Of course, there's areas for growth and CME and new procedures and new medical education. But, but that I think is the difference to remind us like in this journey of our human experience is that you can keep stretching and you can keep moving and there's other realms to move into and you may find something like my own journey with podcasting, I didn't even realize that I loved talking this much. And now I'm even thinking, hmm, do I need to go into like broadcasting? Do I need to like, you know, move over Dr. Oz? Cause Dr. Wiseman's in the house kind of thing. <laughs> because just because I said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to try it. And I may fall on my face and just giving yourself. And then by doing that example over and over and over again, you know, confidence is a skill. 
And that is what builds that, that muscle of confidence. And that's, and that really comes, like you said, from doing it, you know, is saying yes and figuring it out. Um, sometimes people are like, you know, maybe if I, you know, give a talk or something like that, they're like, you know, you're amazing. I wish I could just be like you. And I'm just like giggling my head off. I'm like, if only you knew. Yeah, that's not the way that works. What happened was 10 years ago, someone said you should start a practice. I'm like, you have lost your mind. I am, I'm one year out of residency. Nobody does that. He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. If you have questions, ask me. And ignorance truly is bliss because I was really ignorant. If I knew the things I know now, I probably wouldn't have said yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fine, let's do it. And so I did that scared. I did that messy. Messy meaning my best work, right? Not perfection, but my best work. And, you know, that was a decade ago. And now that's a practice that is thriving, is funding all the other things that I want to do as an entrepreneur. I work two days a week seeing patients because that's what I want to do. But it all came out of saying yes. Um, it was the same thing when I had the opportunity to start coaching. And I'm like, like, who am I to coach? I mean, Tony Robbins helps people. Oprah helps people. Marie Forleo helps people. Who am I to help people? And, you know, I was like, well, yes, I will figure it out. And, you know, to watch doctors' lives transformed and all that stuff, it's not because I'm great. And it's not because, you know, I know everything. It's just because I said yes. And, you know, for your audience listening, the question becomes, if you say yes, what would happen? If you, mm, if you said so yes, good. what company will come out of that? What po I never knew I was going to be a podcaster. I mean, the first time I thought of a podcast was barely three months ago, <laughs> you know, but who, but then I walk into an event and someone's like, oh my God, your podcast changed everything for me. And I'm looking at the person. I don't know them. I don't know the person who told them about the podcast. Like, I, I don't know. So if you say yes, what could happen? Mm, I don't think we can say anything better than that. I mean, that just kicked somebody in the ass right now because they've been saying, no, I can't, you know, all of that. So I just challenge all our listeners, like, what is it time to say yes to? Yeah, that's the million dollar question right there. And we do this to our kids. So let me tell you, let me tell you what we do to our kids. We, we want to be comfortable as adults. We don't want to get out of our comfort zone. We don't want to try new things. That's just human nature, right? But think about kids. The kid is at home. They've always been at home. Maybe they're with grandma. They wake up when they want to. They eat whenever they want to. And then you have this brilliant idea that they should go to kindergarten, right? And they get into kindergarten and they're nervous and they're like, you know, all the other big kids and I can't do this. And they're kicking and screaming and you drop them there, kicking and screaming. You're like, you will figure this out. And it takes them a few months. They finally get into their groove and you come up with a better idea. You're like, now that you're comfortable, I'm going to drop you in first grade and make you uncomfortable again, right? And no mother will say, oh, my child said, I can't take it. I don't want to be uncomfortable. So I didn't let them go to first grade. You don't care. You are going to first grade. And it's the same thing we do till they get to middle school, high school, college. We're constantly putting our kids in uncomfortable situations. We're like, if you're comfortable, you're not growing. That's what we're telling them indirectly. But then we become grownups and we're like, I want my binky and I want my blankie and I'm not moving from here. <laughs> we need to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is just the, you know, I, I, I joke about it. I say my, 
my permanent address is PO box outside my comfort zone. That's just where we need to stay because all the good stuff is there. So once you make that decision that, you know what, my new norm is uncomfortable, then you're on a, you're on a roll. <laughs> that's so true. The magic, that's where it happens. That's where you, it is. It so is. All right. Well, tell the people what your podcast is because you've talked about it. And if they're listening to mine, they need to get their booty over there and, you know, save yours. So tell them about your podcast and, and tell them about all this other fabulous stuff that you're doing in the world. So the podcast is called the Entree MD Podcast. So Entree standing for entrepreneur. So the Entrepreneurial MD. And it's all about the business of medicine. So how do I market without sounding sleazy? What is the mindset I need to have as an entrepreneur? If I'm, a phys- if I'm an employed physician, how can I develop those skills and develop a business as an employed physician? Um, I do some up for, you know, specifically for private practice. Had some really great guests on there. John Jerica, um, hint, hint, Aaron Wiseman will be on there at some point. Yeah, just saying. Okay. (laughs) Um, Mary Clay Haver of the Galveston Diet, who, you know, hit her seven-figure goal and stuff. So I've had a number of guests like that on there. So it's really to inspire and empower physicians to embrace entrepreneurship. Because I think entrepreneurship is one of the biggest answers for burnout. It's how you take control of your career. um, And it's how you build the financial freedom so you can practice medicine the way you want to and live the way you want to, right? So, um, and it's kind of similar to yours in the sense that, you know, episodes are typically about 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. I have one that's 54 minutes, but, you know, it's a special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sometimes but, but, you need a little more and sometimes you need a little less and, you know, you just come get what you need when you need it. Yep. And it was too good. I couldn't, I was just like, well, you're going to listen to all of it. Um, so it's really to inspire. So it's really good for your drive to work. I call it automobile university. Um, just get in your car, hit play and, you know, go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when are you having your event in Hotlanta? Hotlanta. So Entree MD Live is going to be June the 13th, uh, 2020. It's an all day event. And it is, it is a really good event. That's all the modesty I have for you. Really, really good event because <laughs> it's, it's great content. This year, we are going to be looking at the assets every physician should have. You should have a powerful message, a powerful platform, and a powerful way to convert that to money. So that applies to whether you're an employed physician or you own your own business, and that could be non-clinical or clinical, doesn't matter. It's an asset suite everybody should have. And we give a lot of opportunities for networking. So a lot of times the networking is as powerful as the content. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, that's the reason I'm coming is because I want to meet everybody that, you know, online friends are real friends too. And gosh, that that is the single most powerful tool over the last five years of building my business is the networking and knowing people. And, you know, I'm primary care, I'm family medicine and I, I love referrals. I love like throwing people to be like, you gotta go see such and such and you gotta go talk to this person. And you can't find that when you stay holed up at home. And there's something about being in each other's energy about getting a big old Aaron Wiseman hug that is just so essential and so nourishing to your soul. So I, like I said, that's my reason for always going to events is because like, I want to meet you. 
in and I'm so I'm so glad you're coming. It's gonna be really good though. <laughs> really, really good. So lot lots and lots of, of networking and then I always will put a success panel on there. Um and I do that so that doctors can see what other doctors are doing. Because mm-hmm. it is so it, it it kills all your excuses, right? It inspires you to no end. It empowers you. It's just a beautiful thing to see. So so yeah, so that's June the thirteenth uh in, in Atlanta. And it's just that reminder of like if she can do it, I can do it. Yep, exactly. Well, great. All right. Well, I just so appreciate you, Dr. Una. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for dropping all sorts of truth bombs on us today. And if people want to hang out with you on social media, where do you like to hang out at? I like to hang out at Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm on all three platforms. And my handle is at Dr. Una Chupu. And that would be in the show notes. It's a lot of consonants. (laughs) Absolutely. Everything's always in the show notes. All right. Thanks, friend. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Dr. Una, thank you so much. Really, I just appreciate all the wisdom that you dropped on us during that conversation about talking about like how our biggest handicap is sometimes thinking that we've arrived when it's really just the beginning. I loved your story of how we push our children through school. So why wouldn't we expect anything else from ourselves? And you know that we can't let our perfectionism hang us up. I just loved all that. What a great conversation. Dr. Una, you're the bomb. And I hope that Entree Live is still going to happen with everything that's happening. June is pretty far away, so I still got my hopes on, and I haven't canceled my flight yet. So I'm going to be excited to hang with you. But to my audience, what I wanted to do to give you for a kick of encouragement today is based off of some of Dr. Una's words. Let me replay them for you. So if you say yes, what could happen? I remind my mastermind all the time of this. That stepping out, saying yes, trying something different, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? And many times, it's just continuing on on the current path you have. Occasionally, people will laugh and say, well, getting fired would be the worst thing. But really, that isn't going to be that bad. So yeah, exactly. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you are in your journey in life, no matter where you are in the world and dealing with what we're dealing with, what is one thing that you can say yes to? What is one small step that you can take right now to start working towards that thing that you really want? And I don't mean that it has to be a super big thing, like launching a podcast or building a website or what. No, 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 no. I'm serious when I say one small thing. Maybe it's just buying that domain name yourname.com. Maybe it's sitting down and writing that story that's been replaying in your heart over and over again. Maybe it's having a conversation that you continue to roll around in your head that needs to come out. Say yes to that today and start on a new path in a new direction. I am a poetry junkie. If you're on my email list, then you know that I've been sending out a lot. And the one poem that comes to mind so many times when I think about this is by Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken. And it's the last stanza 
gosh, I've probably read this so many times that I'm like plagiarizing or copyright law. I don't know. Anyway, the last stanza. I shall be telling you with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverge in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by and it has made all the difference. So I encourage you today, say yes, travel the, lo- the road less traveled for you. And I want you to know that you're not alone and that you have oodles and oodles of support. Not only me here on this podcast, but more gathering as on the Patreon community and even more so, I know there's other people around you who want to hug you, lift you up and tell you, get it girl. All right. Remember people, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Heavy lids. Sure.